Welcome to the Fanatical Elves Show, part of the Elves Network. We are a bunch of wild and crazy Cleveland Browns fans, bringing you all the latest in Browns news. Tune in now. Welcome to another episode of the Fanatical Elves Show, part of the Fanatical Elves Network. I am your host, John Succi, and tonight, and we are here with our wonderful contributor to the Fanatical Elves Network, Steve Gill. Welcome, Steve. How are things going down south, part of the Dog South Pound podcast? Dog wonderful Pound new south. show. Dog Pound <laughs> South. Great new show. How are you doing tonight? Great. Fantastic. Hot in Hades down here. But- oh. It was bound to happen because it's July in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> well, we'll, I'm up here in Columbus. Storm and power will get knocked out somewhere in the city, and it'll take a week to bring it back up. And <laughs> how was your How was your fourth branches? How was your fourth? Did you do anything exciting over the last few days or yesterday? No, we have a. Our dog is a. She's about eleven. 11 and a half she uh she's a rescue and when she was like six months okay she uh was abandoned in a thunderstorm so mm. she does not like thunderstorms or fireworks oh so uh we have this stuff we buy it's uh, herbal it's called uh pet calm okay and we give her that to calm her down and luckily Excellent. luckily everybody was done before 11 o'clock this year okay that's usually good. my neighborhood's a war zone well, they really stretched it out this year. I mean, the 4th of July being on a Tuesday, um, we celebrated starting Sunday with family and friends. And, uh, you know, it is a little different. I talked about it on my other Johnny Cleveland podcast at one point last week. And uh, the, the the fireworks there, you could buy all the big ones, you know, all the commercial ones that you could that you can't find here in Ohio. And um, they would always be a big deal back in the 90s and 2000s. Um, all family, uh, friends, neighbors in the cul-de-sacs, everybody would have their own dynamic show. It was just, you could sit there for literally three or four hours and just watch. It was just crazy. The smoke, uh, it was just a, a very, it was very interesting because growing up here in Ohio and then living in Kansas for 26 years and then coming back, you know, those 26 years, it took some time getting used to like, oh, you can go down the street and go buy the big, uh, you know, uh, cannons and everything and shoot them off in your neighborhoods. Oh yeah. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so. Yeah. When I was a kid, it was uh, my late father loved, loved 4th of July. So he would, it, he and I would go out and buy, we had to go out of the County Davidson County. It's illegal okay. to sell it. And they, they allow you to shoot them off on 4th of July up to a certain point. Um, but time of night. And then they, you know, we enjoyed you the call um, the police. Yes. So, but uh, uh, yeah, in my younger days, I've I've been 
known to shoot off uh, some, uh, several fireworks. I've had a couple chase me around the yard, but uh, oh, there you go, there you other go. Other than yeah. that, yeah, yeah. Other than that, you know, uh, now that well, with we, the dog, we're with our dog, we're just uh, we don't participate in that anymore. No, and we had the youngsters here this weekend, and we we had the sparklers and some things. We did a little trivia contest. My wonderful wife Laura put the, that together. Fireworks so trivia. Um, a little bit, yeah, a little bit of firework trivia, more of the 4th of July, sort of the Declaration of Independence, sort of historical uh, things. So um, I was the host. I was the uh, host of the event. Of course so I, you were. I, I, I enjoyed doing that. So um, so we're talking Browns this week, obviously. Uh, they, it's been, again, you know, not a lot going on. And yeah, uh, nobody in the news. Right. We're getting, we're getting survived uh, another week. So we're getting closer to, uh, you know, training camps is approaching. The, the The Browns actually play, I believe it's a month from today, they play in the preseason game against the Jets up in Canton, part of the yep. Hall of Fame uh, weekend. And Joe Thomas, legendary number 73, is being inducted into the Hall yep. of Fame. So there's a lot of excitement if you're a Browns fan. You get to see your team a week earlier than most teams. And... Um, you know, a couple things that have happened this week. I wanted to kind of get into a couple different topics. One was Elijah, was Elijah Moore. I know you touched on this a little bit. I actually wrote about it for Cleveland Sports Talk. I also contributed to Dog Pound Daily, like you or I do that as well, and Northeast Sports Insiders. Um, but for Cleveland Sports Talk, I wrote an interesting uh, piece that's gotten some uh, interesting uh, reviews and. Uh, comments tell, John. <laughs> various fans um or not fans um it always surprises me how many we've talked about this on the show before the the number of people that comment that really have not read the article they just read titles and i know that's part of this day and age but the uh the article that we're talking about or what the comment or the article was pertaining to elijah moore new wide receiver drafted or traded for by the browns used to play for the New York Jets. We coming into his third season. I believe he played at Old Miss. Um has had some decent years at with the Jets. So they um the the pictures were from Odell Beckham Jr.'s Instagram account and part of my article talked about you know in this day and age and many of us and athletes included spend a lot of time using their social media platforms like Instagram, TikTok, um, Snapchat. So OBJ posted a picture of his teammate Zay, Zane or Zay Flowers, and then Lamar Jackson. I think was po uh, pictured there, and then also Elijah Moore. So I made this comment, and then I wrote a brief article about where's the loyalty anymore in professional sports. And I know many of you, and I think I believe you've already said in your show that you know it's not that big of a deal. Athletes. Um, work out a lot in the off seasons and that shouldn't be a big deal. So I, and that's part of the issue. I think my uh, being old and I know I'm uh, talking from an older perspective here, probably than some of our younger fans listening, but I feel like the older players back in the day that you and I grew up watching players from the Browns, like Bernie Kosar or Cavs players like uh, Mark Price wouldn't be exactly be working out with Michael Jordan or, uh, Bernie wouldn't be working out with John Elway. So I was just speaking to sort of, you know, is the competitive edge still there? And I want your take on that. And uh, we'll see where that goes. 
So where, 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 where do you land with all of this? The pictures don't really matter that much. They're just pictures and players are just working out this off season. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. Maybe the facility that they were working out was close to where they all live. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's one south of here called D1 Sports. It gets uh, local players ready for the combine. And then in between mini camps and training camps, all the NFL players that live mm-hmm. in the area go yeah. there to work out and to stay in shape and that, stuff like that. I don't care. Maybe they all have mm-hmm. the same agent. Mm-hmm. I really I think- don't care. I mean, it doesn't. here's where it matters to me. While they're playing a game, don't help an opposing player up. Uh-huh. That's where I draw the line. If I see a Browns player helping up a Ravens player who he just put on his ass, mm-hmm. don't do it. Let him sit there. Let one of his teammates help him up. See, but this I mean, is that's what they're for. I see. other than in the offseason, I really don't care. What if he falls in love with a girl who's a Ravens fan? They want to get married. <laughs> Are we all gonna go? Oh no, you can't do it. She's a Ravens fan. I mean, it, it but doesn't it speaks... matter in real life. Yes, it has but nothing I... to do with competitive edge. Although, you got to admit, Odell in his prime was an excellent wide receiver. Wouldn't you want a younger wide receiver learning from a veteran okay. who was an all-pro and exceptional at his craft? The competitive edge thing, though, if you stick to the competitive edge, like you just talked about not picking the guy up after you just knock him silly on the ground. I guess my the competitive edge thing is where, like, if you saw it, like you're saying, if you see a, a Ravens or a Browns player, pick up a Ravens player after he's just gotten hit. My, my concern is that overlap because I don't think that players now in the way that they look at life with social media and everything, that they, they don't see it as a flaw. Like if they did that, you might get mad. I'll be furious like myself, but they don't see it any different than them posting a photo on, on Instagram. It's they're, they're enamored with this instant gratification and, you know, getting their name out and their, 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 their picture taken. And I, I just, I, I, I have this concern with that competitive edge thing. That's where, like you said, like you don't see the competitive edge being diffused, but I, 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 I just feel like, like uh, Steve. Let me ask you this: like after games, you know, we see players they swap jerseys, right, right, like, like swapping jerseys. Okay, I don't care. <laughs> but I mean, do you yeah. think like I mean maybe this is They're an old human school. beings? For I know, but okay, but back in the day, did did we see that happening? Like like when the Browns would play the would play, you know, the Steelers. Were we actually see? Were we seeing Terry Bradshaw? You know, you know, uh, shaking hands and and doing things with you know opposing Browns players, um, or would that would we see that? I mean, I don't know. Like, I I don't different recall. Times. Okay, different times. It uh, the sport was less refereed and more physical back then. Go back and watch some of those games. You'll be astonished at how many hits players take. You're looking at that, going, "Oh my." God, that should no. be a penalty. Well, today it's a penalty. Back then it was called physical football. But, you know, now with all the brain trauma and everything going on with older players and okay. uh, the debilitating injuries that these guys have, they've cleaned up the game a little bit. A lot of people say they, they've they made it weak, but it's still mm-hmm. a very physical 
physical game. I mean, if Zay Flowers runs, it gets knocked out of bounds on the Brown sideline. Sure. You watch. No Brown will help him up. Okay. And Elijah Moore isn't going to come running over and help I'm him up. Be, Every, they'll just all part their way. I'm going to be watching lie there. I'm going to watch them. I mean, those are those little things that I, you know, I know we want to respect your, your, your opponent. I just like, I don't know. Maybe I just have been oblivious to it and not paying attention to it as much, but you know, also, I've heard from a lot. We, yeah. we didn't have social media back then. We don't mm-hmm. know. You know, Bernie was great friends with Jim Kelly and, and, um, Yes. Uh, Marino. Yeah. From their days at Miami. And And maybe, Steve, we talked about this off air. Maybe the idea that OBJ just left Cleveland, that OBJ is playing for Baltimore, that seeing the way he left. Right. And I'm not actually putting, and I said this off air to you too. I, I'm, I'm not as much of an anti OBJ fan as some people might think. I think that a lot of what was going on, and I'm going to hurt a lot of Baker Mayfield fans' feelings here, but, you know, OBJ was... Their um, feelings are always hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, um, let me... Okay, so... They're out there crying in Oklahoma. Right. <sighs> I know. They're... Boy, I tell you, those Baker Mayfield fans, they are they are very in tune and paying attention to every little... Let me tell you, let me tell yeah. you a quick story. When I was president of the Browns backers, uh, the uh, the Browns had drafted Georgia quarterback uh, Eric Zier. Okay. And okay, so we used to do our big membership thing, first game, sign up, do all that, you know, family plan, right. uh, single members, all Who that. Who was kind the of quarterback stuff. we signed? Who did we sign? Eric Zier. We drafted him. Bill Belichick drafted him. He even okay. played a great game in one of the preseason games. Okay. So I How get you, a call yeah. from these people because my my name and numbers listed on the on the website, you yes. know, from, from the, the Cleveland Browns website. And they say, we want to join. And my first question to anybody who wants to join is, uh, where are you from in Ohio? And they say, oh, we've never been to Ohio. Uh, we're big Georgia fans. And you guys drafted Eric Zier. And we want to, you know become uh, members of the club. And I said, well, don't you want to wait to make sure he makes the team first? I mean, there, <laughs> he might not make the team. Oh, he's going to make the team. You know, he's a great quarterback in Georgia. Uh, apples and oranges. Yes. College quarterbacks don't always translate yes. to NFL quarterbacks. And so you get these devout, loyal fan bases. Mm. In college, and when their 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 star player goes to an NFL team, well, they all of a sudden become fans of that NFL team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, for Baker Mayfield's sake, now, I mean, he's down there in Tampa. He says he's now, you know, loving the game more, right? And he just had—I didn't read the whole spiel about how he, his feelings were hurt in Cleveland and other places, but it sounds like he's more ready to play now and. He won't be making any more progressive commercials, but well, um, you know, as long as he uh, calls the play, the coaches send in. I think yes. he'll be fine. Well, let's take a <laughs> Steve. Let's take a break with that. That's a good segue. Um, we'll take a break here on our Fanatical Elves show. This is we are part of the Fanatical Elves Network, and we're talking to Steve Gill, our great contributor to our podcasting 
here and uh, we'll be right back. We're going to talk after the break a little bit more about what you just said about Mayfield play calling. And then now the Sean Watson and Stefanski uh, call in play. So we'll be right back folks. Okay, we are back, part of the Fanatical Elves show on the Fanatical Elves Network, part of Fans First Sports Network. We, I'm your uh, host, John Suchan. I'm here with Steve Gill, another great contributor to our shows. Um, does awesome writing for – he has his own podcast here, Dog Pound South. He does his blog, Dog Pound South. He writes for Cleveland Sports Talk. So we're just always, it's just great to have you. The, the, your, your new show is fantastic. If you haven't listened to Steven, we're going to maybe talk about a few stories that he shared that I'd like him to maybe share out again. But um, he talked a little bit in his last episode about some of the places that he's traveled to for some games and getting that perspective of a, of a Browns fan that's living out of town, out of Cleveland. I also lived in Kansas and Wichita for 26 years <laughs> and was a Browns fan in the middle of the heartland of America. So I, I can I can understand where uh, Steve's uh, uh, popularity and understand uh, that perspective comes from. So if you're from out of town and you're listening to the, these shows on our podcast, I would strongly urge you to listen to Steve's show. So you were talking about Baker Mayfield and you know calling plays and not you know or maybe changing some plays up a time or two. Now it's being reported. That you know, Stefanski, Brown's coach, is very more in tune with Watson and is starting to give Watson, from what the reports are, an opportunity to go out, find plays that he likes, find plays that he used maybe in Houston or other places, and or any plays that he finds, and then get that information back to Stefanski. And they, they're gonna try to install some of these plays. And so it sounds like you know, one, Stefanski is really a, a player's coach. Two, he's really getting a lot of uh, buy-in from the from the, the head of the team with the quarterback. There's some good trust sounds like going on there if he's giving him that flexibility to to help with the play calling. So, wanted your take on that? Do you think it's a good idea? Do you do you see this as what are the strengths of it? What could be some uh, maybe weaknesses of it? And are you surprised? I I'll just start by saying I'm a little bit um, surprised, but not unhappily surprised. I think that it says a lot about what's happening in Cleveland right now uh, compared to what was going on with, uh, we just talked about Baker Mayfield and Stefanski. Part of that had to do with the fact that Stefanski came into Baker Mayfield was already here. So what's your, your take on that? And then where we're going to with Watson and Stefanski. I love it. Um, it shows that, uh, Coach Stefanski is going to make plays uh, and draw plays that benefit the strength of his quarterback. Mm -hmm. The guy who touches the ball, well, besides the center, uh, the most times on the offense. I mean, um, I love it. I love mm -hmm. it. It, it, it. It shows me a little growth in Stefanski. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it tells me that he wants to win and he knows his path to winning is through Deshaun Watson. Hmm. Um, I'll go back to his rookie year as a head coach. The first game they went up to Baltimore and got destroyed. Mm -hmm. And then they had to play Cincinnati four days later on a Thursday night. Yeah. And just between that first game and second game, he changed the offense 
tremendously using Baker Mayfield's strength. If you remember, he rolled out constantly in that yeah. first quarter, and it the deep the Cincinnati defense didn't know what to do with it. Mm. I mean, you know, so mm -hmm. you you change from game to game. Now he's changing from quarterback to quarterback, and he's putting all his eggs in the Deshaun Watson basket, which I think is mm. a damn good basket. I mean, yeah. this guy knows what he's good at. He, he knows what's worked for him over the years. It doesn't have to, you know, it, he, like we were talking off, uh, off air, uh, he took the Houston Texans to playoff playoffs in mm -hmm. eight, 2018 and 2019. Right. I mean, he set personal records in 2020 on a god awful team that only won four games, but you know, his highest passing present uh, percentage, and I believe yeah. uh, most passing yards, and I think he had something like thirty-three touchdowns and seven interceptions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's find out what works for this guy, mm -hmm. and then mold the offense around him. Yeah, Simple. I like your. Yeah, I mean, your um, the idea that you mentioned with Stefanski and his growth and understanding that it is his way to 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 winning. Um, yep. There was a lot of money locked up in Deshaun Watson. I get tired He's be of this. here a while. <laughs> well, and it's it's annoying as a Browns fan, and you probably hear this too a lot. I mean, I, even today, some basketball analyst on ESPN was talking about what a huge mistake it was uh, to sign uh, uh, Watson to such a ginormous deal. He was and he was referring to basketball players and signings, and he are you kidding me? No, he Have mentioned you seen Cleveland. some of the money thrown around. He's, he mentioned the Cleveland. NBA? I know it's just it's, it was mind blowing, but somehow they have to <laughs> right. They have to fit. They got to move um, Cleveland into the somehow, and uh, I think it was Rick Buecher, who's you know a pretty uh, good analyst, but but he just says offhand, he says, "Well, you know, these the player doesn't have to be like you know in Cleveland where they just you know." did some outrageous deal on thing like you just mentioned there, you know, with the NBA, it's crazy money uh, in the NBA. So it's play money. in the uh, NBA. It's just, I nuts. still don't understand how their contracts work. And no, I'm an I'm, accountant and I just do not understand it. I mean, yeah. contracts are so weird. I mean, we just had Bobby Bonilla day not too long ago. This yes. Last week. Yes. 1.1 million until he's like, I don't know. Yeah, until he dies. Yes. I don't right, know. Right. No, it's fantastic. No. So, okay. So, Stefanski is learning. He's growing. I really like that take. Yeah. Um, Shows growth. It really does. And I think I'm going to steal your idea from my next uh, article. Again? North I know. <laughs> I'm stealing your articles left and right. You have such great ah. philosophical. Uh, uh, no, I'm going to write about it. That's right. You write, write about it. You write about it. No, it's good. Um, so, okay, let me, let's jump to, um, we've got a couple other uh, topics here. One of them, um, well, let's just move into our, uh, our, our, our history segment briefly. Okay. Uh, I didn't know if you had a chance to look at this, but the question, um, and maybe we'll come back, we'll come back to the divisional question I had on the, on the um, agenda here in a moment. Let's do our, our little trivia and our history moment here. This is our dog pound trivia. Um, who was the last team? Now these, uh, so this is prior to Bernie Kosar years. So Bernie Kosar was the Browns quarterback from like 84, 85 through the early nineties. Um, yeah. 
Who was the last team to make the playoffs without or prior to Bernie? Oh, Kosa? prior to Bernie. Prior to Bernie. That's that uh, was supposed. To, yeah, and we've talked about was, this team. Yeah, I, was it the strike shortened team with yes. Paul McDonald? Uh, yes. Yes. As the quarterback. Nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty-two. Yeah, the Browns were one were the eight seed. They were one of a few teams that made the playoffs that year with a sub five hundred record. Yep, losing I think the record. Detroit, I think the Detroit Lions made it too that year. If I'm, I believe I'm, you're correct. And um, so the question was, who did they play during that playoff game? Oh. And I got a follow up uh, info here that's pretty. I think it's pretty. The Raiders. Yes, they played the Raiders. And it was a decently good first half. Yes, um, it was. It was I remember th- watching it on TV. It was like 13 to 10 at halftime, but then the Raiders uh, extended the lead. Uh, the interesting side note here, I think this is just f- fantastic, is that um, the Browns and the Raiders had opposing kickers that were brothers. Yes, they were. The Browns had Matt Barr. Matt Barr. And they and the uh, had, had Chris Barr. Yes. In that many, neat? many, many brothers who are kickers. How like in the they, NFL. That's true. It really that's a good point. Yeah. Who are some other ones that you know of? Just I'm not Zendayas brothers. There were three Zendayas. of them. Zendayas. Okay. Yeah, there was uh Max Lewis and Joaquin. And right now, because the Green Bay's Packers uh drafted Anders Carlson. Oh his brother kicks for the Raiders, Daniel Carlson. Oh, okay. They both went to Auburn. Okay. So, so there's a chance have, that we'll see. If, yeah. Well, I just possibly. thought I started looking at the box score. And I'm like, wait, it says Bar kicked this. Oh, Bar kicked that. Oh, wait, there, there's two of them. And yeah, lo and behold, I remember that. Chris they and Matt were brothers. Barr. And Matt Barr went on to play for the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Correct? Correct. He had a pretty good Correct. career. Um, I think it what made me feel really old is I think they said that they were like 70 years old now. Is that is, is that possible? Yeah, sure. Five years older than I am. That's okay. <laughs> We're all getting older. So let me go back to this question. He doesn't sound that old, John. No, no, no. My dad, dad, you know, I, uh, daddy, oh, my, uh, his pops is going to be 80. Well, let's see. He's oh, 80, wow. nice. 83, 83. And, cool. um, yeah, he was still doing all sorts of things. Seventies, the new, uh, what 40, right now. Yeah, 65 is the new 40. And then next year, 66 will be the new 40 Okay, for me. (laughs) So let me go back and talk to you just a little bit about the division, just briefly, get your take overall, um, you know, where you think things are going to land in the division. Obviously, we've had the Cincinnati Bengals who have come from the the bottom of the division and now been to a Super Bowl and been the runner-up. Locked up. into it, a quarterback and a wide receiver. And... Yeah, lo and behold. <laughs> so do you yeah, see woo. the same same things happening again this next season? Do you think that Cincinnati is the team to beat? Um, yeah, I think Cincinnati's the team to beat. However, like I told you in a few previous shows ago, uh, no team has won the AFC North three times in a row. Mm-hmm. So they'll be bucking a trend. I mean, if people are going to use trends against the Cleveland Browns, I can use them against uh, the opposition. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Baltimore, you uh, like Cleveland. They're uh, installing a brand new offense, Todd mm-hmm. Moulton. 
Uh, yes. Obviously, they're going to be throwing the ball around. So that means their wide receivers are going to have to get incredibly better. Okay. Uh, you know, Lamar likes to throw the running back in her, his favorite target, the tight ends. Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. I, I just I can't buy into Kenny Pickett. Um, mm -hmm. But Mike Tomlin's never had a losing record. Mm -hmm. And you got to respect him for that. Um, so right now, I think this is the toughest division in the NFL and the so, most unpredictable. So let me ask you this. I wrote an article about the fact that the Browns wrote this for Northeast Insiders, and we talked about it last week briefly, but they have not won a divisional title in 34 Since years. 89. Now. Yep. So is yep. there any chance in hell that they win it <laughs> this year? Gotta have they gotta have four divisional wins. They gotta go okay. four and two. Sure. And we'll fans will find that out in the first four weeks. Quick. Yes. With three divisional games. Yes. So if they come out, open up, um, beat the Bengals, go to Pittsburgh, beat the Steelers. Um, yes. Tennessee, you know, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on over there. It's funny really though, your take care. on Tennessee though, they don't they they don't really respect us still. Like they they I know they, they don't. Yeah. I know they don't. And they're the ones on a seven game losing streak. They right. ended the season losing seven games in a row. Yeah. Uh you know, God bless Josh Dobbs. He tried the last game to get uh -huh. him off that schneid, but you know, they have no offensive line and and uh Derrick Henry's not getting any younger. No. Um and then you come back and you host Baltimore. You know, it's a it's a tough segment, but like Joel, I you're gonna find I, I agree with Joel that let's find out where this team stands right from the beginning. Yes. It's a challenge. Let's see how the coaching staff has these guys ready. I got a feeling Jim Schwartz is gonna have the defense ready. Yeah, and I just heard a, a replay of a, a interview with Bubba Batrone today yeah. on a Cleveland Sports Talk radio show, and I, you know, I'll run through a brick wall for that guy. Yes, I mean, Bubba. Well, there's a guy that we haven't talked a lot about, but yeah, yeah, he uh, he learned from the best special teams coach in the NFL, Bill Belichick. Mm -hmm. That where he cut his teeth was special teams before he moved over to the defense. And he said in that interview, you know, I'll, I'll pick his brain and steal anything I can from him. Yeah. And I still do it to, the, to this day, uh -huh. he said, because he's the best. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I anticipate, I, you know, I'd like to see special teams and defense play like they did in Deshaun's first start against the Houston Texans where they yeah. scored all the points. But They did. That's right. <laughs> That would be great if that defense and that special team shows up with a new offense that oh. can really hum. Then, uh, and I think your take they got a too shot earlier, at those first four games. Your take earlier about Stefanski and changing, and your example you used from their loss to the Baltimore Ravens to their win the following Thursday is four games. Yeah, four days later. Four days. No, I think it's a really great example, and I think that that's one of Stefanski's strengths is that he at least recognizes. And that's something maybe I haven't talked enough about. And while some people think that Stefanski is beating a dead horse and always constantly doing the same thing. And, you know, I, that I disagree with that. If you really do analyze the team and watch like in what you're suggesting, he does change and he's willing to change. And we're seeing that now with him giving willingness to, uh, to, 
Deshaun Watson to call plays or to draw, you know, bring in some plays. Uh, and that's, I get the other thing is like, will we be seeing that um, this season more? Do you think that we'll see Deshaun like just, you know, bringing in a play on his own? Well, I mean, like Bernie used to do that, no, right? I don't, I don't think, no. I don't think we're okay. going to see that. I, okay. I think what they're going to do is work together to see what he is most comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I am perfectly okay with that. Hey, it's Joel. Uh, I'm perfectly okay with that. Um, I'll give you another example in his rookie year as a head coach in 2020. He knew his defense sucked. So he would go out there and score as many points as humanly possible at the beginnings of game. So, you know, it didn't – you know, he'd outscore teams. Like college football. Outscore them and and (laughs) – Cross your so, fingers. Yeah. But I have We're, no I have no problem with him talking to Deshaun Watson about plays. Yeah, I, we I don't. Been, yeah. I love Joel, it. I love Joel, it. Joel, welcome. And we've been Howdy. Uh, we've been talking about this. We're just um you missed most of our conversation, but we were talking <laughs> about the, we've been talking about the, the actual division now. But earlier we were talking about how Stefanski and, and his growth and giving Deshaun some more opportunity to bring in plays that he's familiar with and that they're kind of working in tandem and, and how that's a really good sign for, for things to come. Uh, we've been now kind of talking more about the division and um, you know, where things fall. We just talked about Cincinnati and we just talked about your hate, the Ravens hate and uh, having their new, new offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh. And uh, Steve doesn't really buy into the whole Kenny Pickett thing. So then the Browns, I mean, do they have a chance in hell to win the, the, the division now? And um, where are your thoughts on that? And by the way, if you're uh, listening to us, we've just added Joel Cade, our also wonderful contributor to the Fanatical Elves Network. And he's just, I think, recorded his own What the Elf Was That show. So we'll mm-hmm. be getting that up on the uh, network too. And so, uh, Joel, what's your take on all of this? Well, first before I do that, let me – pimp out my show what the elf was that i want everyone to know that i've had an authentic florida man on my show and we decided to go through all the dumb ways that nfl players can injure themselves so we survey them and we rank them against the florida man scale (laughs) okay so i want everyone to tune in to that's some entertaining stuff a real real honest to god florida man is going to give us how well you NFL missed our injuries rank on the Florida you, man scale. Now, you know, the other part of this that you missed my, my whole, I uh, went on my little rant earlier about Elijah Moore. I know you're probably going to disagree with me. Steve has already disagreed with We had a good conversation, but just in this day and age and, and, and working out with uh, players. And so, um, you know, in the off season, I, I wrote a little piece for Cleveland sports talk recently. That's gotten a lot of hate mail again from a lot of fans who don't read, um, but it's okay. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I, I think with Steve, Steve and I were getting to this too. Um, the whole idea of like, it's okay now in the off season, they're working out, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're trying to get better, which I can see that. Um, it's, but like Steve says, like during the season, you know, if, if uh, you were to just say like, uh, like you said, just if Zay flowers, Steve runs into the Browns uh, sidelines and gets his, gets knocked on his ass. Um, we're not going to see any of the Browns players, you know, helping him up, especially Elijah Moore. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. And yeah. I mean, the, these are professional athletes. They're out there trying to make the most money they can. They're not, sure. this isn't like the, the 1940s and fifties where like you played this because <laughs> you played this because 
you did it, not because I want you hate. Genuinely man. We hate the Raven. Somebody. It's, it's Raven hate, man. Come on, we got to well, bring. You can hate a, him all you want. As a to. fan, as a fan, I hate all things Baltimore. Period. The the Ravens are just an addition on top of that, right? So. <laughs> I will say this. I don't care if Elijah Moore is out there doing that. If somebody can show him how to be a better wide receiver, and of that trio, I'm not sure either one of them can. But if somehow one of them can show him how to be a better wide receiver, I'm all for it. I have nothing against him. Go out, get paid, do what you can to make money. This is how you're going to do your livelihood. You've worked your rear end off since you were a kid. Like, Go out and do what you need to to get paid. When the season starts, however – there's got to be a team concept here, you know, right? We have to be the Browns. We're playing yeah. for the Browns. You know, we're not playing for Elijah Moore. We're playing for the Browns. And this is the thing that I had with OBJ and Jarvis Landry. They played for the name on the back of their uniform. And it was mm-hmm. pretty clear that's what they were doing. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. If Elijah Moore can play for the name on the front of the uniform, actually they don't yeah. have Browns. This is my old one with Browns on it. But if they play for the Browns, then we're going to be okay. I don't care who you train with in the off season. doesn't matter. Yeah. And the team's going to have this opportunity in West Virginia. I mm-hmm. mean, they're going to be around each other for mm-hmm. over a week. Yeah. Perfect opportunity. Thank God you said that Joel. Cause John was telling me I can't, vacation in pennsylvania and go see my relatives why would you want to why would you want to go to pennsylvania (laughs) because that's where my family lives my my family they need to move central pennsylvania my brother and i were born in cleveland but i still got cousins and aunts and uncles and i gotta go see them i mean you know okay well you don't have to go see them well i have to no you're getting up there in age yeah it's a choice it's it's a choice I'm well, just messing know. with you. I'm uh, just messing yeah. with you. It's a wonderful <laughs> vacation spot. Yes. It's a nice oh, little cottage now you're, in the middle now of nowhere, just, Pennsylvania. Joel, how did you how did you spend? We talked about this at the beginning of the show. How did you spend your Fourth of July extended weekend? Did you do anything fun? Well, let's see. I went and saw Indiana Jones, mm. and uh, Ooh, nice. I read I a couple a, of reviews. What did, what's your review? Tell us what three. Uh, hours, I'm a big Indiana stars. Jones fan, yeah. so I mean, I I would give it three and a half, maybe four. Okay. I mean, it's 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 got some of those modern things that Disney does that people get. Yeah, mad I heard about. about that. Yeah, got some of that stuff going on, but it's to me, it's still like Indiana Jones. Man, I love this stuff. I grew up on it. The adventure. Yeah. You know, the Last Crusade. Like first when I movie would, started out in 1981. Yeah, I when I would yeah. teach medieval philosophy, I would bring out the Last Crusade and I would explain how the medieval philosophy worked with. The whole thing—it's a great teaching tool for medieval philosophy if you mm. if you do it right. I mean, it's it's actually really I I enjoy the whole series. Oh, that's good. That's good. I saw Sheila some, both uh, wasn't in it though. Oh, that's I heard that that they kind of dissolved. <laughs> they dissolved that and then brought in some sort of granddaughter or great or, or some sort of uh, grand niece or somebody like that. A young it was a person. goddaughter. Isn't it okay, goddaughter. Yes. Okay. Okay. I saw some other photos. Did you do some things with uh, dinosaurs, or what was out there in your front lawn? I saw a social media post. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So I grew up. I'm trying to find the picture of Sheila Both. I'm not going to find it now. Oh, but <laughs> no, I grew up in this town called Pickwa, Ohio. All right. Yes. I am. A, I am a big fan of all things Pickwa, Ohio. Yes. I even have. I got to pull it up. I got my old. 
a replica of my old high school football helmet, the Pickle Indians, you know. Yeah. We're Where just hanging on the, to that stuff. You were named the killer. That was your nickname. Yes, I was. Yeah. I earned, I earned that nickname there. It was kind of an alliteration thing, too. Killer Cade, you know. But the fact that Ooh. I would purposely injure people was probably part of it, too. But, <clears throat> well, you know, I was in it for the violence, man. I, I mean, I had a rough childhood in terms of Pickle standards. So yeah. I, I had a rough childhood, quote unquote. Yes. Um, nothing like inner city chicago or anything but like, right but, but you know <laughs> so anyway this wolf this werewolf right oh yeah it was like big on twitter and my stepson was at college and saw this thing from somebody who tweeted it out who lives in london and it was like looking oh. at it like oh this is really weird then it said pickle ohio oh, so I, he, he sent it to me i was like hey aren't you from pickle <laughs> Like, uh-huh. I am. So yes. I drove up to Pickwa and found it because I could kind of tell from the pictures uh-huh. like where yeah. it was. Yeah. So I went and found yeah. it and took the pictures and oh I'm that's cool. Part of the whole Pickwa lore of the 10 foot werewolf that all the neighbors hate. Oh my gosh, that is that, oh, wow. that's fantastic. <laughs> that's that's a great story. Oh good. All right. Pickle's so, finest cool. right there. So Pickle. final thoughts. I know we're kind of closing our show tonight. Uh, and um, I hope everybody ha- else had a good 4th of July. Um, final thoughts this week is we're, uh, you know, we don't, it's not a lot of news. That's just good. Like we talked about at the beginning. Um, and uh, any thoughts going into this next week? What are some things that you're looking forward to? And it's a month away from the Browns uh, and the Jets at the Hall of Fame game and Joe Thomas also being inducted. So, uh, Steve, let's start with you. What are your uh, thoughts this as we close out this week? And, uh, um, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm uh, first of all, like I said in the beginning, I'm glad I haven't seen any Browns players in the news. Thank you. You know, car service, yeah. food delivery. Let's keep that up, boys. Um, also, I, I'm anticipating hearing some reports of Deshaun Watson getting guys together for a little, you know, a little practicing like he said he was going to do before they head up to uh, West yeah. Virginia. I don't know if he's definitely doing it or not now that he's back from his world travels but uh i I anticipate hearing about that and of course the cleveland media will go crazy over it but uh brown's twitter will either go yay or uh and grind their teeth but uh they're all telling me they're all telling me keep it up yeah to to what, John? What are they? What, what they're telling me the like? f off. They're telling me like my yeah. articles. They write about a lot more. I was told not to write it, but I wrote it anyway. So, wow, good for you for writing. It's like that lady at the Titans game. And I just uh, want to impress too. I want to impress Elliot. He's not here tonight. Our our rocket scientist. Um, he he wants to be just like me. So I had to do another article so I get enough you know hate mail. Uh, this this week. So we well, I hate- like that. The lady I talked about in my podcast. Yes, in, in Steve, you want to share that? Share that story out because I know you shared it on your other podcast. But well, I just I, started. I started laughing, guys. If you're a Browns fan, this is if you live out of state and you're like Steve and you attend Browns games. So you're down in um, Tennessee. My so parents us, had yeah. had uh, lower bowl seats uh, to to Titans games, and they promised me every time the Browns would play, they'd give me my, their mm-hmm. tickets. And yeah. luckily. They were in a row with some uh, guys that I knew and went to high school with my older brother. And we all went to the same high school. So I knew them. So I knew it was kind of friendly territory. It yeah. was 2002, that wild overtime game. Right. Uh, week three. 
And I had gotten up. I, I think I was getting going to get another beer. Uh, you know, yeah. so uh, the beer vendors weren't the greatest in the world. So I was walking out and I had my Brown's coat on and everything. And then I came back and this lady at the end of the row goes, well, hi, welcome to Nashville. How do you, you know, Brown's fans, welcome to Nashville. And I said, well, I live here. And she goes, you you don't root for the Titans? And, well, F off. And, you know, I, I told her, I said, and she really wasn't that old, but I, I was going to get a dig in. Well, I said, you kiss your grandkids with that mouth, lady? And I just kept going. Well, you know, by the time the game ended and the Browns had won in overtime, she was long gone. Long she didn't want to deal with me because, no. you know, I'm very reserved when I'm on the road. But when the clock right. hits zero and the Browns won, I am up in my yes. seat going yes. like this. My wife's next to me going, calm down, calm yeah. down. I want to make it to the car. And, uh, you know, I don't <laughs> I care. Make, well, I'll add a little little uh, story, add on to that little get to the car segment. Um, if you've been a Browns fan and you've been out of town and I lived in Kansas for 20 some years, uh, I went to many Browns Chiefs games and the Chiefs, most of us know, were not very good until recent mm -hmm. times. They've had some good runs of it when they had Joe Montana and some other quarterbacks, but they, they were pretty bad, especially those years when the Browns had not very good teams either, but they had, you know, Josh Cribs and some of these other guys that we go to watch. And, um, I made it to the parking lot, <laughs> but um, made it to the car. But there were um, many uh, drunken fans, including yours really? truly, probably, um, <laughs> with friends. And, um, yeah, there was a lot of impatient uh, drivers and people walking and seeing myself, uh, seeing others saw me in my Browns gear. Um, we had a couple very uh, – very big guys approach our vehicle <laughs> and uh, they were, you know, they, they wanted to fight um, did not happen. Thank God. <laughs> so <laughs> who I was with was driving. So that was good. But um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot, there's a Way lot not of, to incriminate yourself there. Yeah. There's a lot of, yeah. uh, <laughs> there's a lot of, um, you got to really watch that uh, going to the, the Browns game most recently. Uh, the beginning of the 2021 season when the Browns opened up against the Chiefs that year, uh, I was there and, uh, you know, I was much more reserved and making because you were amongst a Chiefs nation that very lots of red, lots of uh, mm -hmm. very proud. They were telling you the truth though that game was stunning and you guys watched it from the, on oh, the TV. Yeah. That, that fan base was in shell shock for most of that game. It wasn't until they, the Browns made that Chubb fumbled the ball. And then they had that big uh, pass over the top. In, oh, in the middle, and the middle. punter, Jamie. Yes, and the punter, and everything changed. But up until that point, it was very quiet. You know, it was very mm -hmm. quiet and the Browns really, really could have stole one there. But uh, Joel, um, final thoughts this week. I know you've been doing your podcast. You've been busy today. Uh, final thoughts from the Browns and, um, what you're looking forward to over the next week or two. I'm just looking forward to a continuation of silence. The less I hear about the Browns players, the better it's sad that this is the, the environment we live in. We're like, we're I just know. begging <laughs> 20 year old millionaires to like not do stupid stuff, but this is what we live in. Old yes. people hoping young people can get their crap together. <laughs> 
I, Joe, I got to tell you this with the, the whole, uh, not, I don't know if this is necessarily the Borg stuff that you talk about, but I was telling Steve earlier in the show that I was watching ESPN earlier today. And one of the commentators of the NBA, a, a writer for the NBA was riddling the Browns in Cleveland for their outrageously stupid contract of Deshaun Watson in terms of talking about basketball players and basketball contracts. And Steve and I are like, like basketball players are getting out like their contracts are even more outrageous so right. we just thought it was have funny. you noticed the beginning of the nba free agency <laughs> hello <laughs> i mean <laughs> it's money <laughs> it's nuts so well uh. let's hope let's hope for more silence and uh we'll we'll be here again next week our shows are a little bit off skew this week, but we'll be back with a full uh, our full slate. Uh, I think we'll get most of our slate out this week, but I will be traveling this week, but we'll be back uh, uh, bright and early uh, next week and look forward to more conversation. As we get closer to the season, we're going to have some additional shows. We're going to be, you know, when we get to the season, we're going to have some more instant uh, reaction pieces to the game. So we're looking forward to all of that. And with our great contributors here like Joel and Steve, it, it just makes it for a lot of, a lot of fun. If you're a Browns fan, spread the love. Um, you know, if you know a friend or a family member, that's a, that's a fan of the Browns and podcasts and listening, and you're going to and from work or wherever, just tell them about our fanatical as uh, podcasting crew. Um, we're going to be giving out more giveaways starting again next week. So, uh, tune in for that, follow the show. I don't know how much we're going to be doing on Twitter, you know, Twitter and Elon Musk is kind of irritating, but, um, spread the love just block on Elon uh, Musk. Yeah. Block it. Spread, spread the love on Facebook. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Thank you very much for being here, Steve. Thanks here for uh, being here, Joel. Have a great night. Go Browns and take care, everybody. Go Browns. Go Browns.